Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Hey, is is that me? Well, anyway, welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. Today, in the What's Hot Spotlight, is singer, actor, Such. Her latest single, Before Dark, a top 40 urban adult contemporary hit, oozes with the growing self-confidence of a woman who knows what she wants and how and when she wants it. Such shares this journey with her new album, Wide Nose, Full Lips. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that my special guest, Such, is what's hot. Yay! Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Uh, I understand you're in my hometown, Chicago. Yes, I'm in Chi-Town. Uh-huh. I just had a show here last night. Really? Where did you uh, perform? I performed at City Winery. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, well, so we're here in Harlem today, and you are in Harlem, America. And so why don't we take the Wayback Machine and you tell us what it was like uh, in your early years, before you got into uh, the arts, uh, how did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in, I'm originally from the East Coast. I live in Colorado. Now I live in Denver. And um, I grew up in Long Island in Massachusetts. And I'm Haitian American. My parents immigrated here from Haiti. And my dad's a pastor. So I grew up, uh, you know, going to church, singing at church. Um, and just experiencing that. So that's what it was like before. Well, singing in church now, of course, you know, we're, I'm, I'm a, uh, imagining that it had to be gospel or spirituals, mm -hmm. uh, and your father being a pastor, uh, what was the transition like when he found out <laughs> that you wanted to go into uh, secular music? Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing. I mean, interestingly enough, so this is, I have two degrees in things that I don't work in. First I'm, I'm degree sorry, was in you, exercise you have, science. You, oh, okay. You got two degrees. Two degrees. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that I don't work in. <laughs> My first degree was actually exercise science, pre-physical therapy. I wanted to be a physical therapist. Um, and then my second degree, because when I started working with PTs, they were like, oh, no, that's an oversaturated field. You should consider nursing. So I actually was a nurse for four years. Um, and so by the time I came to music, I was already an adult. Um, when I was 15, I had discovered that I wanted to also sing. I had gotten into an amazing group called the Grammy High School Jazz Ensembles, in which I auditioned, you get in, it's kids from all across the nation. Uh, you perform at jazz clubs all over LA, you get to go to the Grammy nominee party, and you record a whole album in 10 days. And it was after that moment that I was like, oh my gosh, I could do this. Like I knew that I, it was like a slice of a musician's life. And so when I came back from that trip, I did a whole PowerPoint presentation for my parents about why they should let me transfer to a performing arts high school. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no. 
<laughs> they were like, um, you know, we know we support you. You know, we love you, but that cannot be your plan A. Um, and so I, I think, them, you know, they just had, they didn't know anybody other than struggling musicians. And to them, that just wasn't a viable career. So they were like, why? You know, so um, I think I like to say that I took the scenic route to music. And I think all of that is super important. And, and everything that I've experienced just fuels my music and the content and everything. So, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. So now, um, how would you describe your music? I would say that it's R&B soul with some flex of, you know, and influences of jazz and gospel and definitely a lot of neo soul in there too. And who are your, uh, your music uh, idols or music icons? Mm, yeah, um, definitely, I would say, so interestingly enough, and I'll just give you this background real quick. When I was six, my house burned down. And before then, we weren't allowed to listen to any secular music. And I think that there's just something that happens like when tragedy strikes, how you just start to realize what's important and what's not. And so after that, that was like in the early 90s, that's when my parents really loosened up the reins a little bit. And that was when my secular music education began. So for me, 90s R&B holds a special place in my heart because that's when, you know, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like there's Luther and there's Prince and there's Michael Jackson and there's Tony Braxton and Boys to Men and, you know, just all those different people. I really feel like every time I hear 90s R&B, it just transports me back to that time. Also, you know, the queen of soul herself, Aretha, is huge. I love Neo Soul. So Jill Scott is a huge one for me too. Erica Badu, Maxwell, Music Soul Child, all those people. Um, but yeah. Okay, so now, all right, we're talking about your singing career, but when did you start acting? What, uh, how did you get that book? How did I get there? Well, yeah. okay, so I auditioned for season 11 of American Idol, and that was definitely a life-changing experience. Not in the ways that, you know, people would expect, but that some of the people that I met there, other contestants, are lifelong friends. One of the guys that I met there, his name is Nathan Nico. He's on uh, one of my albums. We actually do a duet together, but he's a, an amazing artist, um, has a musical theater degree from Carnegie Mellon. He saw me perform. And afterwards he was like, have you ever considered musical theater? And I was like, um, I can't act. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And so I think he just dropped like this nugget, you know, um, in me where he was like, I think you do really well with musical theater. Fast forward past American Idol, we found out that we lived not too far away from each other. And um, a director came to one of my shows and he was directing the regional pr premiere of The Color Purple. And after my show, he was like, I want you to audition for my play. And I was like, I really can't act. So I don't know why all these people are bringing up, you know, <laughs> acting to me. But something about it made me just be like, well, maybe I should just consider it. And so I went home and I watched The Color Purple and again and something just came over me where I was like oh my gosh I felt so connected to Celia I was like I think I could do this so not knowing anything I didn't know the process of even auditioning I reached out to Matheny I'm like I'm gonna audition for this musical and he walked me through the whole process um of just being able to you know knowing what dance callbacks are like or or everything else and so 
I went, I auditioned and I got the part of Seeley and it was just amazing. And from that moment, I also met like my agent came to the actual play um, and she, why don't you come in? Let's just tell you on TV. And I went, you know, and I auditioned on TV and she was like, yep, I'm sending you to commercials. And so that's how I began acting. <laughs> really? I began acting. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. So, uh, you know, when I first started, uh, you know, acting, uh, it was like if someone asked you if you could do it, you just you say yes and fake it till you make it. You know, <laughs> right? But, I should have. <laughs> yeah, but you were you were telling people I can't act. I, I, I was like, I, I don't know why this is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have been like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I should. Right. Yes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but hey, but it, it 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 has worked out for you. And uh, yeah. so, uh, any other acting projects uh, that we should know about that, that may be coming up or that you've done? Well, yeah, you know, um, I, I mean, I've done a lot of commercials during the pandemic, honestly, you know, and, and it's been commercials that are, you know, they could be educational commercials or whatever else. Nothing that I think you guys would necessarily know, but um, there are always things that pop up, so... I'll keep you posted. <laughs> oh, good. Because I, I, I know uh, a few days ago you were on a commercial shoot when we reached out to you. Yeah. Yes, what, what, I was. Just yeah. in case we, we see it, what commercial uh, or, or, or what? Uh, yeah, what it, was for, it was for a dental company. I was playing a receptionist. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. All right. Hey, you yeah. know, I, I've, 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 I've done a few uh, uh, TV commercials myself. So uh, I know. That's right. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. You know, hey, I, I, I love it. So, um all right, now let's see. Uh, let's tell me what was it like on American Idol, and 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 what happened to you or for you on American Idol aside from being noticed by someone who wanted you to do a musical. So I would say so. Basically, I made it to the end of Hollywood Week. I don't know if you're familiar with the format, but basically, long before you see the judges, there are like four preliminary auditions where you're auditioning for different uh, producers, and then the last audition before you actually see the judges is the executive producer round, which I actually think is probably the most important one. Um, and so, you know, I made it to the judges round, auditioned for them. I made it to Hollywood week. Um, and I sang natural woman. That's what I sang oh, really? for the judges. Yes. Okay. And so um, the year that I was on the judges were Steven Tyler, Randy Jackson and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Mm. And I think what American Idol did to me, so I made it all the way to the end of Hollywood week where you make it through the group round. And then you also like, then you perform with the band, like the first time that you perform with the band. And every time you perform, you perform not only for the judges, but in front of all the contestants too. Um, and after you perform, they tell you right then and there, whether you're going to the next round or whether you're going home. So there isn't any, like you're not sitting around waiting for a long time. I think what American Idol did for me, the biggest thing that it did for me, um, because I was so terrified that being on such a huge stage and hearing a no would sort of crush my dream and would stop me from wanting to pursue singing. I think what it did for me was, of course, I got eliminated and I was devastated. Uh, but I realized like a few days later, I was like, oh, I still want to sing and mm -hmm. I still have things to say. Mm -hmm. And so what I think it did for me was, was the very first step in me realizing that 
um, every no is just one step closer to a yes. And so that there wasn't going to be a no that would stop me from doing this. So that was a really important lesson for me to learn and for me to realize that there would be lots of no's on this journey. But all I'd need is really the right yeses. So, <laughs> very good. Now, yeah. The way the way I the way I frame a no is uh, if someone tells me no, they really don't mean no. They just haven't been convinced yet. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So now, so you you've um, moved along and. When did you decide to, what made you decide to sit down now and put pen to paper and write your own music? So I would say that, I mean, I started to write my music out of necessity, um, (laughs) which a lot of times that is what fuels things like, oh, I have no other options, so I need to make this happen. My whole first album, which, you know, I consider to be sort of like a glorified demo, you can't find it anywhere. It's like on, on, you know, SoundCloud, was completely written in my basement. Um, And I didn't know what I was doing. I remember I reached out to several producers and the amount that they were trying to charge was like so much. And I was like, oh, I literally, I, I, I don't have that. So it came out of necessity. And then that's how it started. But then I really started to fall in love with the craft and really enjoy the art of, of songwriting. And so um, I think, you know, what's really fun is that if you listen to the progression of my songs from my very mm-hmm. first album, Stretch Marks, to Wide Nose, Full Lips, there is definitely, you know, you can hear how wordy I am, you know, earlier on trying to stuff as many ideas and thoughts into songs. Mm-hmm. And, and then I figured out that, oh, I can condense things and I can, you know, just there's a way, there's an art to, to songwriting. And it's been a really wonderful journey of figuring that out. As, and I continue to. So do you think you're, you're a great songwriter or you're, you're getting there? I feel like I'm a work in progress. You know, I think uh, it has to do with, I think sometimes I feel like some of my, my best songs have been me getting out of my own way. Mm-hmm. and just doing the song justice and being as authentic in that song as possible. So, so I'm on so my the, way. I'm, yeah. Okay, so you just mentioned that the name of the album, your first album, was Stretch Marks. And then yes. you, you've got uh, another album, which is called Wide Nose, Full Lips. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? What are you... Uh, are, are you trying to give the, the uh, public uh, the impression that everything is okay, that, you know, there's nothing, you know, there, 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 there's nothing wrong with, with any of those things. <laughs> yeah, you know what? So, yeah, the first album was Stretch Marks. The second album was Trial and Error. And the third one is Wide Nose, Full Lips. And I feel like each of those things, what I love the most about being an artist is that every song and every project is a snapshot of where I am in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so with the first album, yes, there was definitely uh, the beginning of the embracing of certain things about myself that 
you know, people look at stretch marks like they are, you know, scars and, and people look at scars like they're not the best thing, but every scar tells a story. And so stretch marks are beautiful because they make you who you are. Mm-hmm. And with trial and error, I feel like a lot of times we feel like we have to get everything right the first time. But so much of life is trial and error. And you got to try it to figure out whether you like it, whether you're good at it and all these different things. And the only way that you get better at something is by actually doing it. Right. And with wide nose, full lips, that has to do with really that was uh, an album that was birthed as a love letter to blackness and a love letter to myself because during the time in which I was writing the album I really was learning to fall in love with the skin that I'm in and all the things that make me me and so that's what it's about beautiful fantastic well we're we're, uh, getting ready to go into a break and of course we're going to come back with such and she's got much more to tell us about her life and her journey. But I just want to remind everyone that uh, here at uh, Harlem America Digital Network, uh, we've got a new show debuting soon, which I'll tell you about. Uh, And uh, we'll have more about the Foxworth Theory coming up in either our next segment or the segment after. We'll let you know more about that. But right now, why don't we take a, a short break And you're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And my special guest today is Such. And we're going to find out where that name came from when we come back. Don't go away. (laughs) Harlem Harlem America. Harlem Harlem is my town. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Oh, thank you so very, very much, Kiver. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the What's Hot Harlem America uh, show with G. Keith Alexander, we are sitting here with Such, and we're going to find out where that name comes from. But, but before we do that, I want to know, tell me about uh, your following in the UK. How did you... Uh, get that following? Honestly, I feel like uh, with the UK solo charts, um, they just started loving my music. And so 
Um, I've toured there a couple of times. I've gone there. Um, I've gone there with sort of a, uh, what was it called? Oh my gosh. Basically the first time that I toured, like I did London, Birmingham and Manchester was with a collective where it was several artists from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it was way too much fun. Um, I made really great friends on that, you know, on that trip. And the second time that I toured, I actually was opening up for PJ Morton and we did uh, London and Birmingham and it was just in Manchester and it was just, it was way too much fun. So mm-hmm. I think that has definitely helped, but they've always just really enjoyed and loved my music mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it's been beautiful. Well, uh, and then also now, uh, oh, and, and speaking of following, I went on your Instagram, you got 34,000 <laughs> 34,000 followers, yeah. cheese and crackers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So, all right. Now, I understand that in um, Africa, you won their equivalent of a Grammy. Tell us about yes. that. It's called an Afrima Award. So, um, and this is like the power of social media. So, you know, one day, uh, a DJ, DJ Icy Tat, he's from Zimbabwe. He reached out to me and he told me that he wanted to do a remix of one of my songs. Mm. And um, I was like, absolutely. So he was like, send me the stems. Like I listened to his stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I love it. And so I sent him, you know, the stems and he made this awesome remix. And um, we actually, and then like, we found out that there were, you know, Afrima stuff and we just ended up, we like sparked a friendship till this day. I have not met, met him, but we still chat all the time. And so we ended up um, getting nominated and then we actually won. And it was like, what? <laughs> For like best dance, like duo. It was too unreal. It's, it's really one of the best, one of the coolest things about how my music has done things that I wouldn't have even thought or how just, making the decision to become a singer has just opened up doors that I wouldn't have even imagined. Well, okay. So did, uh, did you have to give an acceptance speech or anything uh, via Zoom? What's or? so crazy that I was trying to go. No, I wasn't even able to go. And so I said he was the one who had to do it on my behalf. But the Afrika Award is in my studio at home, and it is awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that, that's great. So your latest single, or I should say Before Dark, is Before Dark your latest single now? It's not. My latest single is All I Want, and right now it's top 20 in the R&B Billboard charts. So it's doing really well. Did, did you write that as well? I did. I did, yeah. Boy, you're, you're, you're amazing. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, how long have you been at this? I would say professionally, full-time, since 2012. Mm -hmm. Since 2012. That's when I quit my nursing job. So, yeah. Uh, Speaking of nursing, uh, what what do you think about the uh, pandemic? Uh, Could could, could you have uh, been uh, committed uh, as a nurse during this time had you stayed? Uh, had I stayed as like an active nurse, absolutely yes. I could have, but I haven't, I haven't been active as a nurse for a long time. Um, 
I think everything that's going on with the pandemic, it's, you know, I still have nursing friends, my best friend's a nurse, and it's just, it's no joke, you know? And so I really think people should take it seriously. Um, you know, it's not over. I know that it's at, like, we feel like it's over, but there's very much, you know, still a pandemic out there. And so I think it's so important for us to wear our masks and, um, you know, especially me as I'm going out and performing now, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the masses and I'm in groups, I think it's really important for us to still stay masked up and, you know, um, and take all the precautions and protections that we need. So, so all right. Now, I, I, I know our uh, listeners uh, and our viewers, because this is on Zoom and right now people are listening to the audio on both HarlemAmerica.com and also on the Voice America Variety Channel. But later on, we're going to uh, take this Zoom video and put it in uh, mm-hmm. uh, post-production. And we're going to add some photos of you and so forth and so on. So people will later on be able to see it on Harlem America TV. Oh, which, awesome. Which will be on all of the uh, platforms, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Apple TV, Android, and uh, uh, Roku. So uh, I know that folks will want to know, where did the name such come from how did it originate how long once 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 it came to mind from either when you thought of it or someone else thought of it and said hey this is what i think maybe should be how long did it take for it to ruminate in your mind before you said oh okay all right so (laughs) so 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 give us uh the whole history of how that name came to be your your identity and your brand Yeah, for sure. So such comes from the first two letters of my first name and the first letters of my last name. My first name is Suchans. My last name is Charles. So S-U-C-H. That's where it comes from. Um, When I was Uh, coming up I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We had a little uh, technical difficulty there. Will you restate what your first name is? Because we kind of dropped out there a little bit. Absolutely. So my first name is Sul France, Sul France. My last name is Charles. So such comes from the first two letters of my first name and the first two letters of my last name. And when I was coming up with this, I was thinking about how I wanted to have a stage name or a nickname that was still me, but still just like a little removed. So such is still my name. Um, but just a tiny bit removed. Also, a good friend of mine, she asked me, she was like, okay, such is cute, but like, what is the meaning behind it? Mm -hmm. And so when I looked up, you know, the word such, the word such can be used in two ways. One to exemplify something and one to amplify something. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be an example of, and I want to amplify all that's good and beautiful and real, authentic and put it in my music. So the reason why I'm such is twofold. (laughs) That is a very clever uh, way to tag yourself and give yourself uh, a much, uh, I mean, I'm sure people, when they say the, the, the name such, People are waiting for such what? Such, such, such. Uh, <laughs> wait, you, you said such. What else? Such Right. What, what else know? is, right? What's coming right. after the yeah, such? <laughs> you know, but uh, okay, this is great. So um, 
what um, your 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 touring? What now that COVID is over? I shouldn't say COVID is over, but folks are coming <laughs> back. Folks are coming back out right. again. Uh, the, right. Tell us about your 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 tours and some of the cities that uh, our uh, audience can can catch you in. Absolutely. So. Well, first off, I would say join my touring calendar and you can do that at IamSuch.com. And also you were talking about my Instagram. I'm super active on my Instagram. It's at IamSuch and I will keep you up to date as new dates keep popping up. Um, I just was in Chicago last night. Don't worry, I'm going to come back at some point. I will, I will. I did Boston. Uh, What's coming up next in October 14th, I'm going to be in D.C., I also have, I'm going to be doing Soul Fest Cancun. Mm. I'm really excited nice, about that. Nice. And then there are other dates in the works. So um, I'm excited that we're slowly but surely coming back out. I have missed, I have missed performing. It's been mm-hmm. such a drought mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been too awesome. Wow. All right. So tell us a little bit about your connection to Haiti, uh, you're you're involved with uh, some some relief efforts. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that. Yes, when the earthquake hit Haiti in 2010, at the time I was still a nurse, and actually, it's one of the reasons that I actually like that it was one of the catalysts for me to become a singer. But when the earthquake hit Haiti, I went down there. I had family members who had a hospital that had been at the epicenter of the earthquake that had collapsed. Um, I started a nonprofit in which we rebuilt the hospital. And thank God with this earthquake that just happened, the hospital is still intact, definitely needs resources. Um, the hospital is called Camejo. But it was there that I realized that, yo, life is short. I went down there. I was there for six weeks. And I remember telling my job, you know, here that I was like, I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know. You can keep the job. You can let it go. I don't know. Um, But one of the reasons why I came back was because I realized that, you know, life was short. I'd always known music was my thing. And I had to figure out how to how to do music. Um, And I think that that was one of those life changing moments where, you know, you can see the the like the paths and you're like, I have a clear choice here. I can go this way or I can go this way. And I chose and I chose a a clear path. So, um, yeah. Have you been back to Haiti anytime? Yes, uh, I have. Not, I would say the last time I was in Haiti was about four years ago. Um, You know, there's been a lot going on. And so uh, I haven't been able to get back as much as I would like to. Um, And of course, with all that's happened this year, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure, for sure, for sure. So um, how did you meet? your new manager uh i i've I've known him from the uh record business uh Mm -hmm. great guy he he knows his uh business uh how did you meet kevin kevin so i yeah so i met kevin through charles whitfield so basically i was performing um in new york and i had reached out to charles whitfield And I asked him, I was like, how, what tastemakers should I invite to my show? And he said, you should definitely invite Kevin Harewood. And so I reached out to Kev 
and, you know, told him, hey, I'm having a show, would love for you to come out, that sort of thing. And he was like, ah, I'm going to be doing, you know, some production stuff. I'm going to do my best. Hopefully I'll make it. Uh, but if not, you know, this is my number. We can always chat. So he actually didn't make it to the show, which didn't surprise me because I think at that time, like, not that many people were coming to my shows. I would invite them, though, you know. But what was different about Kev is that a couple of days later, he actually called me and he was like, I'm so sorry that I wasn't able you know, to make it to your show, I got caught up with work and, but you know, anything that you need, just let me know. Um, you know, I've heard some of your stuff, your music sounds good. Like, you know, feel free to run ideas and things past me. And I quickly realized, like you said, that Kev is one of those people that, you know, like he is just, he knows so much. There's so much knowledge that exists in him that I was like, wow, he really knows what he's talking about. And not only that, but like he really loves artists and doesn't just view artists like money-making machines or just like he sees them as whole people, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing in this industry. Um, and so I remember I was like, oh my gosh, I want him to be my manager. But at the time he wasn't really managing people anymore and wasn't really interested and so um, I think we had, you know, he was sort of like in a mentor capacity for a good nine months. And then um, I had another show and he came out. And after that, like after we met in person, he saw me perform live. He was like, okay, we can do this. And I was like, yes. Um, Kev is an amazing, like we, we you know, we approach things as partners because uh, mm -hmm. I'm very active in my career. I'm not, I'm not the kind of artist who just lets like, you know, somebody else handle everything. We're very much partners in this. And so I feel really just blessed and thankful for him in so many ways. Where, where do you see such in, say, like uh, five years from now? Ooh, I see such winning Grammys. Mm -hmm. I see such having really great world tours. That's a huge thing for me. I really want to travel the world and have world tours. I love learning about other people's cultures and the beauty of, 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 of just experiencing different ways of living um, and letting that influence me. So much of my music is just written from a place of personal experience. So for me to write, I have to live. And uh, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I have to be able to experience things for me to be able to have anything to say. Um, so I definitely see that happening. Um, definitely more acting on the way, mm -hmm. whether it be plays, whether it be TV shows. Um, but I definitely see doors opening in that direction too. So more albums, more tours, more awards. Um, <laughs> and yeah. What, um, what have you given up so far in order to become the artist that you are? Oh man, I don't really feel like I've given up anything. I, I don't think, I don't think I've compromised myself in any way. I don't think I've given up really anything <laughs> to tell you the truth. You know, I'm, I'm a mom. And so a lot of times people are like, oh, did you feel like, is it hard being a mom and like, you know, performing? And the reality is that I became a mother at the same time that I became a singer. Mm. And so 
I just know those things all to be one. So it's never felt like it was a sacrifice or that I was giving up parts of myself or anything. Uh, my dream was birthed at the same time as I had my son. So I can't think of anything that I've, that I've, that I've given up. I feel like mm -hmm. there's so much that has been gained. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that is a lovely uh, place to be. Uh, I, I want to um, remind people while we have this moment before we take our break uh, that we're with such and such is such a lovely woman and Aww. such a talented artist. And for that reason, uh, you should go to Such's uh, uh, website, which is IamSuch.com. Take a look at all the beautiful pictures she's got. <laughs> oh, I, just the, the, the photos are so beautiful. Uh, very nice. But before we take our break, and we'll be right back with such. I just want to remind you that there's a new podcast series coming to Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America channel. Yes, join host Eugenia Foxworth every Wednesday starting September 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern for the Foxworth Theory podcast. We'll be interviewing the pioneers within art, dance, fashion, music, as well as those in business. I, I say we, but I actually mean Eugenia will be uh, actually interviewing the pioneers uh, in the art, dance, fashion, music, as well as in business. And the Foxworth Theory has a purpose, and that is to help inspire, motivate, and encourage our youth to pursue their aspirations and not let anything hold them back whatsoever. This journey of excellence and conversation begins on the Foxworth Theory, Wednesday, September 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll be right back with What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander and my special guest, Such. Don't go away. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Har Harlem America. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. 
To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with uh, such, such a lovely woman, such a talented woman, and such is her name. And such, you were just at the uh, sound stage in Harlem recently. Uh, I think I was. was. Like, yeah, uh, what was that like for you? The, the, you know, the you know Harlem has got this energy. Harlem has got this. It this, does. I mean, Harlem is a community. It's a destination, and it's a state of mind. And you came mm. to our Harlem, America. What was it like? It was awesome. I love. Harlem. There's something so just energetic that exists there. Uh, and, and it was, it was a really beautiful experience. I loved every second of performing there. I really did. <laughs> uh, you think you'll be coming back uh, to Harlem anytime? Uh, I'm going to come back. In the, in the near I'm going to come future? back. I sure hope so. Kevin and I are working on it. So yes, I will be coming back. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, do you have any music in your head now that you've been kind of toying with that you might want to, uh, you know, during the course of your tours, you might want to kind of sit down and, 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 and write? Uh, you got anything in your, you're thinking of now? Absolutely. I always do. Um, and it's just so fun to hear like a song that just exists in my head eventually, you know, it exists in my head, then I usually bring it to, you know, my producer, and then I try it out with my band in rehearsal. And a lot of times, long before I even record a song, I'll try it out live on an audience. Like, let's just see what happens. And so sometimes I'll actually have like a live version before I ever have like a studio version, which is really fun. Um, once again, I think that's one of the most fun things about being an artist, being able to try things with you guys and, and the audience being a part of the journey. Very true. Uh, what um, your, your next um, since since you're in Chicago now, where, where do you go from? Which is my hometown, of course. Uh, where do you go from Chicago? Yes. So I have so I'll be going back to Denver. I live in Denver and I have a few performances there. And then come October, I'll be in D.C. That'll be the next thing that I have. Yeah. OK. And then after D.C., uh, are, are you is Cancun. Oh, that's right. You did mention Cancun. <laughs> uh, I love Mexico. Cheese and crackers. What a nice, uh, nice place to uh, go. Uh, now, as far as um, acting is concerned, mm-hmm. uh, are there any, do you have any favorite actors that you'd like to do a uh, series with or, uh, oh. or any, or is there a series that you'd like to, 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 to have a, a roll on or anything like that? Um, well, there is this, I mean, I guess, I don't, that's a really good question. Um, there are definitely some shows that I love. Um, one show that I really, really like is called The Good Fight. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of that show, but it's um, yeah, that, a spinoff. Uh, of, of The Good Wife. That's right. The spinoff of The Good Wife. I love that show. I think that would be a really fun show to be on. Um, also, another show that I really enjoy is Billions. 
Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that show? Yes, yes. Okay. Billions, yes. <laughs> Billions is a good show. Like mm-hmm. that, I just, yeah, every now and then I'll be like, oh, that looks like just a fun show to be on. Another show that I just finished watching that I thought was really funny and just seemed like it would be a really fun show to be on. Because what's really interesting is that even though I enjoy being in musicals, sometimes for me, musicals are actually cheesy to watch. I enjoy being in them because it's so much fun. But then sometimes I'm like, nobody bursts out in song like this. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so um, there's a show on Apple TV plus called Schmigadoon. Mm. Um, It's called Schmigadoon. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's about this couple that ends up like they go on a walk and they end up lost in a town. That's a musical. And they're just like, are they really singing right now? And it's so funny. They're literally just making fun of musicals. I think that show would be hilarious to be on and so much fun to be on. Um, Keegan-Michael Key is on there. And so it's... <laughs> Key, uh, okay. Now you just From Key that. and Peele, yes. Oh, uh-huh. oh, that guy, yes. That okay. Key, yep, that Key. He's, he's in it and it's really funny. So that would be a really fun show also. Well, do you think now that you've already, uh, you, you've done a stage play, do you, do you think you could... Uh, tackle Broadway? I think I could. Uh, you know, Broadway is super intense and taxing and no joke. But yes, I do think I can do it. I do. Broadway now is coming back. And uh, th- I think they've I got know. like seven black plays on Amazing. Broadway. Amazing. I, I, I can't wait to see some of the uh, performances. <laughs> and, and including, you know, Felicia Rashad is coming back to Broadway. Oh, my um, gosh. And uh, uh, Raymond, um, I'm sorry, Ruben Santiago Hudson with the Lackawanna Blues. And, 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 and then it's oh ain't, my ain't Too Proud about the Temptations. It's just so oh. much happening uh, uh, on, on Broadway. So, you know, that means more of us will mm-hmm. get a chance to, uh, to perform on a Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, I, I hate to brag, of course, you know, uh, I hate to drop these little nuggets, but uh, <laughs> drop them. <Listen. laughs> but I, I, I once did a week on Broadway at the Palace Theater. Uh, wow. Yeah, you, you're too young to perhaps uh, know who this person is. Uh, but Josephine Baker, uh, I was the host or the MC, I should say, for her uh, uh, performance on, on, on Broadway. Wow. And, uh, and uh, that gave me my, I guess, my creds, my Broadway creds. I uh, love it. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah. So anyway, um, we, we want to talk more about you, though. Enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what plans do you have? you have any, any upcoming plans uh, for you, your family, or, uh, or anything like that? I mean, I think literally it's just as far as my plans go, I think one thing that I've learned from this pandemic, and even though we always we were lulled into this false sense of security that we really knew what the future held. I think one thing that I've definitely learned is is how important it is to be present and to just really enjoy every single moment. Um, Now that I'm performing live again, I don't take it for granted because it could very well be my last performance for a long time. Things could change at any time. And I'm so aware of that. So for me, I think the plans that I have is to be super present 
to love hard, to enjoy every moment and um, to just really soak up everything that's happening presently. What would you uh, say to those aspiring artists, those aspiring uh, singers, uh, actors, uh, but, but, but mainly singers, uh, mm-hmm. people who, who, who want to get into the business. Uh, the, the business has changed musically. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and uh, you, you've got a good navigator, uh, Kevin, because he, he's been there before. He's been there before. That's right. And, 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 but the business has changed. Uh, how are you making it uh, with, you know, album sales are not what they used to be as far as, mm-hmm. you know, people going out and spending 1995 for a CD and stuff. When, That's true. When they can listen to uh, Spotify or Pandora right. or whatever and, and hear the music. Uh, how are artists making their money now? For, for the young artists, people <laughs> aspiring to be singers and uh, performers, how are the musicians and artists making their money now? Live performances. <laughs> That's how you make your money. I mean, um, most of my merch is sold at live performances. So performing live is really, I think, the bread and butter, which is why the pandemic was so hard for working musicians because um, we weren't performing live. That's the biggest. I would also say, you know, royalties. Um, it, it's it's all about multiple streams of income. I feel like when That's it comes right. to being an artist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's really what it is. So, um, you know, I would just say like, that's, I think the art of performing live is so important because that's where you actually make your fans. Um, I, you know, I think music videos and all that stuff is, is wonderful and it helps and whatever else. But I can tell you personally that when I see somebody live, it makes or breaks it for me. There may have been somebody that, you know, I thought their album was good. It was all right. Then I see them live. And if they're amazing live, like, and I feel like I'm connected to them, I am a fan for life. Like, it is that easy. Or, you know, I may have thought their album was amazing. And then I see them live and I'm like, like, I wasn't feeling them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those things, I think, really matter. So when it comes to, you know, being an artist, I think performing live is huge. Because I think those are the people that are going to keep coming back and buying tickets to see you and following you to every city. Like, that's why fans matter so much. So being the type of artist you are with, with R&B and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you have a message in your music, but, but you also have a, a, a seductive, sensual side. Uh, I and, I, and I've seen the, the, the photographs and, and they're so beautifully done. Um, do you, are you sexy on stage? Do you dance? Do you gyrate? <laughs> Do, you know, how, how, what should we expect? Are, are you wearing a gown? Are you wearing a, you know, uh, uh, some sort of uh, right. revealing outfit? What, uh-huh. what should our audience expect? All of the above? I don't know. You know, tell us. I, yeah, I mean, I think it totally depends on what, you know, the show is, but I think ultimately what I think you should expect when you come to my show is that you'll leave there with a better understanding of who I am as a person and as an artist. And that's really important for me to be very authentic. 
um, and to have an authentic connection with the audience. So it's not so much about what I'm wearing or whatever else. I think it's just that connection from person to person that is the biggest thing that I think stands out in my shows. I want you to come in and leave there knowing like, I know such like, yeah, such is my girl. Like that's really what it is. And so, I mean, we have a good old time, good old time. And I make the audience participate. We have interactions. We talk back to each other. It's always such a great time. I so, like that. Yeah. It's always such a great time. <laughs> you and like how I did that, huh? I like that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So, so such, tell me, because I'd like to know, how did you get 34,000 followers on Instagram? I, <laughs> working hard? I mean, I, <laughs> I wish I could say that I had like some formula, but no, it was just being consistent. Um, and also really just, you know, pumping my social media. And also I'm very intentional about replying to people and engaging, you know, my social media audience and um, just having a good presence. I mean, I'm still working on it. I feel like 34,000 isn't that much in comparison, you know, to what it could be. So, uh, you know, still working on it. And, and I also think it's a combination of like, as I perform more, who I perform in front of or open up for uh, the places that I end up performing. There's also, you know, that too, where I always promote my social media. It's really important because that's how we stay in touch. And that's, that's how, right. yeah, you guys are able to join my journey. So, well, this has been such a great conversation and I am, I am so thrilled that you took the time because uh, you could have done anything to, to join us here at HarlemAmerica.com. Uh, I'm G. Keith Alexander, and I want all of you to go and check out Such's uh, uh, website at IamSuch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to remind you that if you happen to be in a if you happen to be an attorney or a financial person or in any type of business at all, learn how to build a lucrative and lifestyle-friendly business with your own radio podcast here at Harlem America. Okay, join Harlem America, and we'll show you how to build fame, fortune, and followers around your business and around your brand. So that's it for today. We'll check you out next Friday at 1 p.m. And, of course, such thank you for such a lovely time. Take thank care. You. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And uh, don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you walk the mile in his or her shoes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh.